welcome to Veterans Talk, The Forgotten Hannes. I'm R.J. Doe, along with Chef J.B., Bob Derry, and special guest Kimberly Grover is with us today. We are live from the Veterans Transition Resource Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our show is and will always be filled with information to educate veterans, their families, and community members who are interested in learning more about veterans. And today is no different. Actually, we have something for everyone today. As they used to say on TV, though, first we have a word from our sponsors, and I'll hit them up really quick. We do have the attorneys that are just down the, uh, down the corridor from us, I guess you would say, Chris Souser and Travis Berrick with Galleon, Walker, and Beckstrom. And they can be reached at 702-892-3500. Normally, Bob Zentz is here. He is the attorney that also does appeals for veterans' uh, disability compensation. His number is 702-800-3190. Chef JB is one of our big sponsors. He is here today. And you are available on Amazon.com. And eBay, and they can give you a call, too, can't they? Yes, Google Business and uh, Facebook Business and ChefJB.com. Okay, so you can get some of those tasty uh, award-winning yes. sauces and rubs. We also have Silver State Refrigeration, HVAC, and Plumbing. Now, the best way to get them is usually online at SSRFG.com. Or you can give them a call at 702-899-3388. And they have kind of a unique program because when you hire them, they take the top 3% of your bill and they will make a donation in your name, so you get the tax deduction, to either the Veterans Transition Resource Center or Animal Rescue called a Home for Spot. So that's something to look forward to. We also have a lot of veterans out there with RVs, and we do have a company here that supports us. It is also a veteran-owned business, just like Silver State. And Nevada Boat and RV, their number is 702-427-9923. And I also have to mention the Nevada State Office of Suicide Prevention because we actually have a Safe Talk program coming up on Monday. And if you call Monday morning, we'll see if we have any seats left. But we are limited on seating. You can give Ricky going a call Monday morning at 702-486-8225. So that's enough for the commercials. And let's, uh, let's support the people that support us, and we'll get on with everything here. We have Kimberly here with us, and she is from the College of Southern Nevada. She is in the oral hygiene program, which is we're going to be talking about your mouth today, big time, talking about your mouth and how to take care of everything that's in your mouth, from teeth to tongue to gums to everything. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you very much, RJ. Let's start with school. Tell us a little bit about the school. The school is a dental hygiene program at the College of Southern Nevada, CSN. It is a two-year rigorous program with a demanding curriculum requiring a high degree of uh, individual motivation, stamina, and manual dexterity. This program consists of classroom and clinical instruction and is accredited by the Commission of Dental Accreditation. This rigorous program offers didactic, clinical, and field experience to prepare us dental hygiene students for the profession. Dental hygienists are licensed members of the healthcare team who integrate the roles of an educator, consumer advocate, practitioner, manager, change agent, and a researcher to support the total health through the promotion of oral health and wellness. 
Upon graduation, we must complete the written national dental hygiene examination and clinical examination conducted by the state or regional board to become a licensed dental hygienist. Okay, and it, does that change from state to state? Do other states have a different requirement, a different set of questions for their board or? No, all, all states require a written examination and a clinical practical board. That's interesting to know. So is, there, is there job placement available along with that when you get ready to graduate? They help you find a job when you go out, in the, out into the public? Uh, no, they, they don't help us with job place, placement. However, in the state of Nevada, hygienists are uh, in a shortage, so most graduates usually... Easy to get a job. Yeah, most graduates have a job before they even take the board. That's great because I know I just had my teeth cleaned this week, so uh, I hear it from the VA. There's a shortage there, and it seems like I haven't had my teeth touched in over a year because they kept on canceling my appointments for one reason or another. And I was just able to get in just this past week. And my dentist appointment was canceled, too. It's set off, so it'll be well over a year <laughs> by the time I see a dentist. But the, actually, under the Mission Act, I'm going to go downtown and, and see a provider downtown. And that way, I'll get my other dental care up to speed. But when we're talking about oral hygiene, we're, we're talking about taking care of your teeth, your gums, and everything. So we're, we're going to throw in kind of a mix on everything from toothbrushes to floss to tongue scrapers to whatever else you use to clean your teeth and talk a little bit about the products there which one should we start with the number one thing you should start with is uh just brushing your teeth um if you want to manually brush your teeth you would want a soft toothbrush you want soft bristles and you want a soft touch on your teeth harder is not better harder bristles and harder pressure on your teeth is not better you care um, about the motion uh, you want to do a circular motion, two teeth at a time, directing the bristles at a 45 degree angle towards your gum. That way you massage your gums and also get some of those bristles underneath that gum line where bacteria likes to hide and you wanna clean that out. But the key is uh, brushing twice a day with a soft brush. Yeah, well, they used to say after every meal, but I guess uh, twice a day is probably in the morning and in the evening. Right, you wanna um, remove the uh, bacteria that is set on your teeth at night while you sleep. So first thing in the morning, also freshen your breath. And then the last thing you want to do before you go to bed is also remove that bacteria that just accumulates from your natural saliva in the foods that you eat and stuff. So you don't want to eat or drink anything after you brush your teeth. You want to make that the last event of the evening. Okay, and talking about bacteria, I've seen a product called a tongue scraper, and I never knew what it was, but it's supposed to remove bacteria from your your tongue, which I guess it's in your mouth, so it's going to leave that bacteria on your teeth too. So Tongue scrapers, yes, no. Is it a good thing, bad thing, or? Uh, tongue scrapers are, are a good thing. It's a, a good thing to assist with um, with your daily oral hygiene regimen, which includes your brushing and your flossing. What a tongue scraper can do is, uh, you have nooks and crevices within your tongue, and um, it reduces the amount of bacteria that is on your tongue that accumulates, re reducing the bacteria load. When you get rid of the, what we call bad bacteria, because your mouth is full of good and bad bacteria, when you re reduce the bad bacteria, that's what, uh, when you eat or drink something sugary uh, that feeds that bacteria, the bacteria's byproduct becomes acid. That's what erodes the enamel and attaches to your teeth that you feel that film on. That okay, is that enamel replaceable or is it once it's gone, it's gone? Once it's gone, it's gone. But you can help keep it healthy and um, in the early stages of it starting to where you can um, 
use fluoride, a fluoride toothpaste, a fluoride mouth rinse to help strengthen that enamel back up. But once it's it's gone, it's gone. And we have Bob Derry with us. He's with the Bridge for the Bridge for Vets, and we had him what two weeks ago with us. And you were talking about some of the things that the guys deal with when they come back from deployment. And one of those things is if they've gotten into some type of drugs or taken medication for this, that, and the other. And you say that uh, a lot of times when you stop these medications, you'll start vomiting and having all kinds of other issues. And that vomiting can actually cause you some problems because it's basically throwing your stomach acid back up to the back of your teeth. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before the show. And she was saying that a lot of that will erode the enamel and cause a lot of problems and that she suggests using Sensodyne, I believe you you said? Sensodyne or uh, TOMS, T-O-M-S, TOMS. Uh, It helps with sensitivity. It doesn't eliminate it, but it will definitely help curb that. But It's a pretty uncomfortable feeling now that I've gone through it, and I'm going to share that with everybody that I meet regarding that, see if we can get the acids to stay down instead of coming up. Where you normally will feel that, um, especially with like anorexia or um, if you you have medication that makes you sick and cause you to vomit a lot, it'll get the back of your anterior teeth, your your front teeth, and that's where you'll see that erosion. Um, That's where I'm seeing it. Of course, a lot of us have had the flu, I'm sure, at one time or another, or even food poisoning, right, (laughs) Chef JP? Yes. (laughs) And once again, that's that acid coming up on the back of your teeth. Now, one of the other things to help fight that acid, uh, it's going to get in between your teeth. Actually, bacteria, good and bad, will get in between your teeth. So we take care of that with floss. Now, I've heard a couple different opinions on floss. First of all, waxed or unwaxed, and then brush first or floss first? Yeah, those are common questions that we receive from our patients. Um, There's different schools of thoughts on that. You you ask one person, they're going to say definitely... uh, floss before you brush to get that the chunks of food out there other folks say brush first and then floss but bottom line is floss if you want to do it before that's part of your habit and that will make you remember to do it then do it before if you want to do it afterwards do it afterwards just floss that's the important key takeaway the school that i've learned from is that well once you brush your teeth you want to get that other junk out of there so you floss afterwards but then said you want to get that junk out of there first so that when you brush, you take the rest of it away when you brush. So I don't really know which way to go. I guess you can brush, floss, and then brush again. You can, absolutely. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, like I said, the key takeaway is floss, just floss. So if you brush, floss, and then use mouthwash, you'll probably be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. This kind of sounds like a crazy show with, with dental health, but... You know, you only got, uh, I guess, two sets of teeth in a lifetime, your baby teeth, which all usually fall out by, what, 14, 15 years old. And once they're gone, the teeth you got were not like sharks. They don't grow back. So it helps to take care of them because going to the opposite end of the spectrum, if you need to get false teeth, there are issues and problems associated with that also. And in the line of oral health, people with false teeth, they come and see you for a cleaning or what do they do if you have false teeth? They come and see you for oral hygiene? Um, If they have a full set of dentures, um, uppers and lowers, they wouldn't see the hygienist. They would just see the dentist. The dentist then will examine the gums. Um, When you lose all your teeth, you start to have bone loss also. So they'll check for the fitting of those dentures. They'll also do an oral cavity examination to make sure no lesions or oral cancers or anything is developing also. 
but uh, it's mainly to look at your bone loss. And we are on live. If you want to give us a call, we're at 702-257-5396. And outside Las Vegas, 800-414-1056. You can give us a call. Important issue talking about teeth. I mean, it's, like I said, you get two sets. And you you got to have take, them. You got to take care of them. Man. And you got to have them. <clears throat> I noticed when we were younger that they used to pre-treat some of the, the guys that I knew with antibiotics before they actually cleaned because it would cause some kind of a heart issue? Yes. Um, if, you're, if you've had um, a heart condition in the past, a, a heart murmur or a surgery or a hole in your heart, a valve replaced, you need to be pre-medicated because what we're doing is we're disturbing the bacteria in your mouth. And it's in, it gets, we do suction and try to rinse it out, but it still mixes with your saliva and you will end up swallowing a little bit of it. Well, if you look at where your mouth is orientated, it's really close to the brain and really close to the heart. And you don't want that bacteria traveling to a heart for an area that is uh, sensitive and prone to infection based on the type of surgery or anything you've had. So pre-medicating for that is key. And uh, you'll know if you need to pre-medicate, your doctor will tell you beforehand. And you usually go on antibiotics a day or two prior, have your teeth cleaned, and then stay on antibiotics yeah, the recommendation that I usually get from my dentist or hygienist is every six months you should get a checkup and get your teeth cleaned. Mm -hmm. Is that the standard for the industry? Some people require it more often if they have, say, periodontal gum disease, for example. Uh, yes, the standard is about every six months. However, it's been extended to about a year, but that's based on the insurance companies. Insurance companies now only pay for a year, but it is best to see a dentist every six months for a cleaning. If you have been diagnosed with periodontal disease, um, which is inflammation of the gums, uh, you, you start to have bone loss, the infection is down at the root of the gum, uh, one, you'll probably know you have it. You'll have an odor, uh, bad breath. You can taste it. Um, you'll have a lot of teeth sensitivity. Sensitivity. You might have mobility in your teeth. Those individuals will get put on a different regimen. It could be every three months, could be every four months, but it depends on the severity of the disease that they have and, and what they need to do to get it under control. Okay, I think you hit it right on the point there because you said they're, because the dental plans were doing it about once a year. It there's something with money always being involved with this. Oh, and you know, unbelievable. You, unbelievable. It, it benefits you to take care of yourself. And if you need it more than once a year, get it once a year. And, you know, it's kind of hard. You know, you get false teeth and that. You know, think, oh, well, I'll never get a cavity again in my life. That's the upside of it. But I'm, there, there's a downside to it, too, because of the bone loss and other issues that come up with that. You can't eat as well. And you know what? We all have to eat. And if you don't take care of your teeth, how can you enjoy food? Mashed potatoes. Yes. And that's about it. Well, there's a lot of soft food out there, but you stop and think about it. There's some, you know, good pork ribs or beef ribs. or With that Chef steak. JB Badlands barbecue sauce yeah. on them. Or, or um, you know, a good steak. I mean, if a steak can get a little tough, you don't have the teeth to chew it with. You can't enjoy it. Okay. And now for our veterans, like when you get out of the military, the VA will go ahead and look at your teeth one time. Or if you get out of the military and you have something in progress, uh, say you have a bridge in progress or you're getting an implant or something, uh, once, you're, once you're cut loose from the service and discharged, it's kind of like 
the service washes their hands of you. So you go to the VA and they finish up any work that was started. So that's kind of a big plus for vets right there. And of course, finding the dental care like here in Las Vegas is, is really packed full and it's hard to get appointments. And under the Mission Act, they're going to start sending us downtown for outside care, which is kind of a good thing. But at the same time, you're kind of limited on the number of providers available. Yeah, right. When you asked me to come on the show today, I did a little research and found that there's uh, 15 universities within the nation that are offering free dental to veterans. And their spouses are also eligible if they're low income, combat imminent danger, and no dental coverage from the VA. So hopefully that'll help somebody across the country do a little bit of research on their own to find out if the universities that offer that are in their area. Okay, and for the retirees out there, if you remember last December, they did away with the TRICARE Retiree Dental Program. So we're out there, you know, trying to find our own program to use. And it's just a matter of cost, I guess, for one thing, and, and what their programs offer. And that's one thing I want to bring up once again about about money. The program over at CSN, they will screen you for oral health, and then when you come in, they charge you a reduced price, and that's based on income, or is that on a sliding scale, or what? That, that is a, a set reduced price, so the screening is free, and when you come in for the free screening, we'll take an assessment of what your oral health is and what you need. And then from there, we'll give you the pricing options. So if you don't have any periodontal disease, you just have a, 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 normal, a normal cleaning that you would, for regular maintenance, it's about $25. If you have periodontal disease, it ends up being about $20 per quad, and your mouth is divided up in four quads. So you're looking at about $80. With that, you have to have x-rays because um, we can't see between the teeth. And to, to provide you the best care, you, you be you it need in a, to see between the teeth. Right. That's why you do the x-rays. Uh, x-rays um, cost about $35 at the school, where at private practice downtown, you're going to pay about $150. So if you have periodontal disease and you need the full workup, you're looking at about $150 to $160 top to bottom. Where if you go downtown, you're looking at $1,200 to $1,500 to get that same care. The, um, the big difference is, is downtown... It'd still take a, probably a couple appointments, but since we're a school, we take a couple appointments guaranteed um, because we have uh, instructors checking our work every step of the way. Okay, but, so but you'll get a fabulous cleaning in that. And once again, this will be the students from CSN Correct. that are in the oral hygiene program that will actually be doing it, but they'll be doing it under the supervision of an instructor that's, Absolutely. that's already certified. Who's in a dentist, usually? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's always a dentist on, pro, um, on the premises in, in our clinic if we see something suspicious or anything like that, or, we just, or, or the patient has a question, we'll bring the dentist over. And then also, too, uh, we have a licensed professional dental hygienist who've been cleaning teeth for 30-plus years as our instructors, so we have a wealth of knowledge, and they uh, help us with our technique, um, and also, after we clean a quad, we turn on our light, have the instructor come over, they check our work and say, yep, beautiful, they don't feel anything, we got it all. Or they'll be like, hey, tooth number three, I feel a little spot, go back and get it. So, it, If you have big hands, this is not a profession for you. Yeah. Am I correct? <laughs> I, I actually, uh, with the, the technique that we learn, it, size of the mouth, size of the hands do not matter. Okay. I've always, uh, over the past, have used uh, 
dental colleges or universities and dental hygienist schools because it is a reduced price. You can usually get in pretty quickly and they take excellent care of you for a reduced price. Like you said, it's it's top notch care. I mean, healthcare is so expensive today. Dental, health, vision, you have to cut corners and a lot of families are on a strict budget. So definitely, uh, especially if you have kids, <laughs> it's pretty important. It's hard to find a dental plan that fits, especially yes. if you have kids. It's just so doggone expensive. But once again, everybody has their hand out there. But you need that care. But you can probably reduce some of that if you take care of your teeth and there'll be fewer trips to the dentist. You get your checkup yes. maybe once a year and everything's good. And as long as you keep that, that good oral health uh, program going, your next visit will be the zero cavity visit and that too. So I remember when I was I was two years old, I bit the dentist. And I did not go back until I was about age 15. When I went back, I had 17 cavities. And it was a chore to get all those filled, but I, I knew it had to be done. However, the best care I ever got, it was in the military, and that was actually at a field hospital. We had a field hospital deployed with us in Honduras, and that was a, I, I needed a root canal, and they did it, and they did a fabulous job. It all depends on the dentist or the dental hygienist. Some of them, you know, are really great. It's like anything else, finding a good chef. Uh, I had a question. Not that you're self-promoting yeah. there. I had a question for you. A good friend of mine of over 50 years uh, is, was a dentist until he retired. And I remember back in early 80s, he was telling me, you know, uh, power toothbrushes came out. And he said, everybody's lazy. Use a power toothbrush. It's going to get a lot better done. And they didn't have tongue scrapers back then. He said, when you get done, brush your tongue. Brush your, yeah, brush your tongue. Brush your tongue. Absolutely. And I've done that ever since then. And my dental work has decreased immensely. Yes, if you don't have a tongue scraper, you can go buy one at Walgreens, CVS, you know, Walmart, Walmart anywhere. I personally never used a tongue scraper until I learned more about it as a student in the program. But I always brushed my tongue with my toothbrush when I was done. And along, it does reduce, reduce that bacterial load. Along those lines, about a water pick, I've heard multiple things. It's good, it's bad, it pushes the bacteria, it takes... What's the right answer? Water picks are good. It's just another option of flossing, and, it, and it's a preference. When you have um, gingivitis or uh, gum disease or periodontitis, sometimes water pick's not the right choice at that point in time because it's too much water pressure and it'll hurt. But it's also fabulous if you have that because you have deep pockets and you're going to flush out that bacteria. I had deep pockets before I went to the dentist. Now I don't have any. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing in those pockets now. Everything so, seems to get more expensive. About the money. Uh, water, water picks are absolutely great. Some people love them. Some people hate them. It's, it's definitely a preference. But again, long as you floss, I don't care what method you use to floss, just floss. Okay. And we're talking briefly about toothbrushes. There. There's so many out there on the market. You've got your normal manual toothbrush that you, you buy at the store. And then you have these fancy electric ones or battery-powered ones. And there's five or six different kinds out there. And I guess the, the big question is up and down, side to side, or round and round. 
which which would uh, which wouldn't should we use? Uh, if you're going to use a manual toothbrush, always use soft. I don't even know why they make other options. Always use soft. If you want to use an electric toothbrush, that is definitely a preference. If you want it to be a circular motion, up and down, vibrating, uh, th- that really doesn't matter. That is definitely a preference in how it feels for you. I personally use an Oral-B, which is circular. Um, I have a classmate who absolutely hates it, and she swears by her Sonic. But the benefits of a electric toothbrush is it does the work for you. We always recommend that you brush for two minutes. How do you gauge two minutes? The electric toothbrushes have a setting for you. It lights up and lets you know. And it lets you know 30 seconds on each quad to move along, and then it'll let you know you're done. Also, too, it'll light up and let you know if you're using too much pressure. Harder is not better. You're just brushing harder. It, 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 there's no additional benefit to get in there and really scrub. Um, it'll let you know if you're going too hard. Okay. Also, too, the electric toothbrush, honestly, it does it for you. If you have arthritis or any kind of dexterity issues, I highly recommend electric toothbrush because it'll do it for you. That's a good point. I never really thought about it that way, but that is a good point. If you, uh, A lot of uh, older veterans in that do have dexterity problems, and that would seem to be the way to go. Now, there is some new technology out there. We discussed it briefly before the show. It's called the auto brush, and it's kind of like a a thing that you stick in your mouth and it uses sonic waves to clean your teeth. But I, I'm from Missouri, so I'm going to have to see some studies on that and see see if it's actually good or not. Because it's it sounds, they say if it sounds too good to be true, it's not true. Well, they say this is uh, sonically, it uh, does everything to shake loose all that bacteria. And you get it in there and then you wash it away when you clean the, the auto brush off. So I'm waiting to see more more studies on that. Yes, that is new technology that is out there. There isn't a lot of uh, uh, research on that, so I can't really speak to its effectiveness yet, but I know those studies are in progress, and we'll definitely be learning more as the those studies become complete. Okay, and I think the, the one thing that we haven't hit on is a toothache. People may come to see you with a cleaning, and they have a toothache also, so... What would you recommend for them to take care of the toothache after you finish the cleaning? We would talk about the different options um, that they would have. I would I would have the dentist that's uh, on site with us uh, evaluate it too and get his uh, expert opinion on possibly what it could be, and that could help the patient make a decision on where they want to go next. Uh, if it's under financial constraints, we can always recommend UNLV Dental School. They have a tendency to be a little bit longer wait. We also share the facility with dental faculty practice, and a lot of times we'll just refer them next door, and they'll have it evaluated there. Okay. Once again, we are on live. You can give us a call if you have a question for Kimberly or a comment on the show. Our number is 702-257-5396. If you're outside the Las Vegas area, 800-414-1056. Give us a call. Are you good with that, Chef JB? Yeah, that's... That's, it's so amazing. We get to 20 or 30 and we don't pay attention as well as we used to when we were kids. I remember my parents always making sure we had a toothbrush, toothpaste. We brushed every day. And then I got out of the military and life got busy. And sometimes it'd be an 18 hour shift in the kitchen. I'd go home and just crash. 
and I'd forget to brush my teeth. In the morning, I was busy. Grab coffee, and away you go again. I know when we were small, at least when I was growing up, uh, your parents would always show you these these ugly pictures of teeth that, that looked so, I, I don't know, it was uh, it was like looking at a horror show. You'd see yeah. these teeth with green and all hanging, all kind of twisted, all ways and that, and bloody. And that was the incentive they gave us to brush our teeth back then. Do you want your mouth to look like that? Well, that that did a lot for a lot of kids, and still some kids, they still uh, try to cheat on brushing their teeth when you're small. But getting oh. that, that habit developed from a young age is really a good thing. And as I said, you get two two sets of teeth. So getting uh, the baby teeth out, if you take care of those well, you may get them out, I think, later. Is that uh, a fact there, Kimberly? If you take very good care of your baby teeth, you may not get them out till later on, like in your upper teens. Uh, no, the your your teeth, um, your your primary, your your baby teeth, they they fall out on a cycle. When your your permanent teeth are already there, and as you and they they they're growing and developing as as the child is growing and developing, and as the, and then they're pushing down as a as the mouth grows also, and it'll just uh, push those baby teeth right out. So even if they take fabulous care or don't take care of their baby teeth, they'll still fall out probably between six and seven years old and then incrementally fall out until they're all gone. And then there's average ages when the new teeth erupt and come in, and that's why you have, like, your 12-year-old molars because they usually come in when the child's about 12 years old. So um, your oral care doesn't necessarily determine when they'll fall out or when the new ones will grow in. That's just kind of the cycle of development. Okay, but establishing that good health, uh, that good habit is is the best. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. You you don't want to lose those baby teeth too soon because as a child you still need them to chew and eat your food and and have good health. You you need nutritious food to be healthy. If you don't develop those good habits now when you do get your permanent teeth, then you're just going to rot away your permanent teeth, and then you're then you're stuck because you you don't get a third chance. Unless we were a shark, I I kind of wish sometimes we were like <laughs> sharks. We just tooth comes off, breaks off, it grows another one right in place. There, it would it would yeah. just be so easy then. We wouldn't have to worry about brushing at all. We just wait for another tooth to come in. But we're not sharks, so <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, you know what? Drugs play a big part in bad teeth and. I see them all the time. I do a lot of uh, work with uh, homeless and and uh, low income shelters. Uh, we feed them, you know, pretty regularly. And everybody that comes through, I just look at their teeth and I go, you know. I think it's the big one. The big, real bad one is the methamphetamines, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yeah. And they they just destroy your mouth. To, uh, basically, not not just your health, but your mouth too. They yeah, take a big toll there, and that's very visible from the onset. When How can you get nutrition getting... if you can't eat? Yeah. You know, or have anything to eat with? <laughs> and everything part of every part of methamphetamine is bad. Yeah, every component to it is yeah. is a poison. I you know, I'd rather see them doing some other type of drug than methamphetamines. Because well, that, that seems to be one of the most damaging ones. I mean, you get to your harder drugs, heroin and the opiates and that. They're just as bad, but they're not as bad on your teeth as methamphetamines. Yeah. 
Of course, now that marijuana is legal in several states, recreational marijuana, I should say, uh, we're starting to see more on that. And I don't know if, uh, does that have an effect on your teeth also? It, it affects... Well, it's just like smoking. Smoking right. would have an effect on your teeth too. I guess that makes your teeth yellowish, but is there any other effect? Are you sucking in uh, bacteria out of the tobacco? What it does is it, it affects your habits. So you binge, you binge eat. Um, you might not make the best choices. So you're you're eating more fast food, non-nutritional food, um, sugary food. Well, sugar feeds the bad bacteria in your mouth, which creates tooth decay and cavities. That's a big problem with meth and meth mouth or Mountain Dew mouth. It's it's the sugary diet that really contributes to drugs because I, they don't eat well, yeah, or they to forget it, to eat, and they or they pass out and they don't brush before they go to bed. So all that sugar and bacteria just sits there and eats and rots away at the teeth. And I hate to say that, but our our diets in America today. The big thing is is the the candy and the sodas and everything else. Anything yeah. that that pleases you and tastes good is really bad for you. And it seems like the opposite is true. Things like kale, for example, things that taste awful are really good for you. So it's it's kind of got to reach a happy medium there. I'd read someplace that when you have uh, candy or soda, that the effects of that, you have like one hour before it starts really eating away at things. And if you brush your teeth or use a, a rinse or something, at least get some of that out, it'll help your oral health also. Yes, there is some truth to that. So like after you have a, a sugary snack, be it M&M's or, or a soda, you're, you're going to want to drink water or something afterwards to reduce that sugar in your mouth. Like I said, that's what feeds the bacteria. But what it does, though, as soon as you eat it, it immediately lowers the pH in your mouth to a more acidic level. When you're at that more acidic level, you'll stay there for about two hours after you have a, a sugary uh, snack. And that's when it's the prime environment for that bacteria and to eat away at the enamel and for cavities to start. So it, I'm not saying don't ever have sugar. I'm just saying if you do, just sip some water afterwards and try to rinse your mouth. Yeah, there's also low pH water out there too that, that will help. It's, it's a little bit more on the more expensive side. But once again, everything is about money today. But when you're, you're dealing with a product that's at a certain pH versus normal drinking water, you're going to have to pay more for it because they have to get that pH down somehow, and they usually do it by a series of filters and ultraviolet ray treatment and several other things they do in the process. Is there like a gum or anything that you would recommend that would help to pull that out and then dispose of the gum? The best gum out there is xylitol. Um, It actually has some cavity uh, prevention um, properties, properties, thank you, um, in it. It's, it's a little more expensive, but um, it's the best gum out there. It's a sugar-free gum, and it, it's actually, like I said, have, have the cavity prevention properties, and it's called xylitol. That's, Is that available at, like, any pharmacy? It was not. It's, it's, it's just over the, um, in the gum section. Okay. Yes, that's the best gum so out Xylitol there. is a uh, chemical sweetener, per se, and as opposed to stevia, which is all natural. And I don't know if there's any stevia gums out there, but... Something will fulfill that sweet need that you have or that we've grown accustomed to from when we were small. Uh, the fake sugars out there, the uh, the sucrose and uh, aspartame and some of the other yeah. ones. Aspartame uh, actually 
makes you uh, irritable. So you want to stay away from that one. But a lot of the other ones, they're, they're not really good for you. But where I see a stevia is all natural and it fulfills that sweet need that you want to have. And it's kind of like an addiction too. This the sweets from when we were small. I think that was one of the things you, when you were uh, good, you got a treat, and that treat was something like ice cream or candy or soda. And we've created. I mean, we've been our our worst enemies because we've created this need in our children, and our children's children carry it over in that. And this need, this addiction to the sweet things has been with us, and, and trying to break that cycle is very hard. Yes, it is. Um, when it comes to sugary snacks, the best type is just natural type of sugary snacks. When you, start, when you start getting into the artificial sweeteners, they can be up to 700 times more sweet than natural sugar, which then your body will become addicted to. So it's going to take more sugar, more sweetness to give you that, that satisfying feeling of that snack. So I, I don't recommend sugar gum or any sugary snacks if, if you do do it, I wouldn't use uh, artificial sweetener. I would use natural sugar. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. I remember in the 80s and 90s, you turned on the TV at night, and you probably saw 20 Coca-Cola or Things Pepsi Things go better commercial. with Coke, and yes. we're, we're the Pepsi generation. Yes, and that's why all the kids, I mean, they hooked all these kids on on sodas, and... I talk to people today, I haven't drank sodas in about 10 years, and people are always so amazed. Oh, no, we drink sodas, and they're like 65, and they're still drinking, you know, sodas every day almost. I'm like, are you crazy? It's not as bad as the sugar. I think it's worse than the sugar. Yeah. And that's the high fructose corn syrup, which syrup. they've yeah, replaced. Syrup. They've replaced yeah. the sugar in most of the sodas with the high fructose corn syrup, and that came around the mid-60s when they start putting that in. And that kind of became the standard. I think it was sweeter than sugar and it was less expensive to produce than sugar. So all the soda companies got together and said, hey, this is great stuff. And they start putting it in. That's the, what we've gotten used to. And there are still some places where you can get sodas made with real sugar, which are good to right. do. But there, if you go online, you can find soda made with stevia, too. Yes. And, you know, the biggest thing now, the the rage is all the the... Uh, pick-me-up drinks, you know, the Monster, the the um, Red Bull. Five-hour or yeah. five-hour, three-hour energy or something like that. Yeah, five-hour energy, all of those. I mean, they're huge. Now there's like over 140-some producers of those kind of drinks. And if you look at the ingredients, corn syrup or or sugar is like the second or third ingredient, you know, it's... Yeah, my, my youngest son almost lost a kidney because of that, drinking yeah. the Red Bulls and working in the oil fields and trying to stay awake for 24 hours a day. And uh, ended up in the hospital, and they said, you got to quit drinking that stuff. It's causing so much of that crystallization in the kidney and in the bladder. He was a sick cookie. Yep. yep. And the kids today, I mean, young people are going to the bars. The number one drink in all the bars in Las Vegas is Red Bull and vodka, you know. Because it, it keeps them awake and yeah. doesn't... To drink some more. Yeah, to drink some more <laughs> and, and dance and, and have a good time with their friends. It picks them up and downs them out at the same time. It's amazing. Uh, the things that we need to stay away from. Once again, we're here with Kimberly Grover from the 
College of Southern Nevada Oral Hygiene Program. If you have a question for us or a question for her, you can give us a call at 702-257-5396. And I thought we would be getting more people to call in because we do have the answers for you today. It's just that there's so much to talk about out there on what's good for you and bad for you and that. It's hard to, I, to focus on one specific thing, but I think we hit the nail on the head when we start talking about sugars and sweetness and that because that seems to be the big destroyer of teeth and also the methamphetamines, the two big destroyers of teeth today. Is Am I, am I on target on that, uh, Kimberly, or not? Yes, you are. Yes, it is. And just um, the access to to oral health care, um, access to dental. Um, with a, a, the Affordable Care Act, it's a, it's a separate cost, so it tends to be pricey, and, and folks don't opt to take that option. I'm a retired veteran, and that was, I, don't, I wasn't having access to health care when I got out. Luckily, my husband's active duty, and I could be a dependent underneath him, so I could still have uh, dental care um, since they... Did they, away. they cut away the uh, did away with the retiree dental care program. So that so um, having me on your show is very important to me because I want to make sure our veterans out there know that there are some options to get their their dental care at an affordable price. And calling up uh, me through the College of Southern Nevada is a, one of the best ways. I, I need the patients to complete the program and to graduate, but I also want to service my my fellow veterans out there and provide them an opportunity where I can give them an, an option to get health care. Because when you have a good smile, you feel good about yourself and, and it puts you in a better mental state because you, you, you show it in your face, you show it in your smile and having a good smile is a, a psychological positive that I want to make sure we have out there. Okay, so to contact you, you have a phone number, or is there a website that we can go I, to? Um, you can contact me directly, and I will uh, get you scheduled for the free screening, and it's at 702-518-2380. And at that screening, um, we will evaluate you and let you know what you need done, and I'll give you your, your options okay, from the, there. The screening is free, right? The screening is absolutely free, and, and at that screening, I'll give you the status of your oral health care and let you know what you need to do, and then we can talk about scheduling you to get that done or if you need to wait later. For this particular semester, you know, we always look for different types of patients for the program. And um, this semester I'm looking for patients who haven't been to the dentist in 6, 10 years um, who really need some, some health care. And, and at these appointments, too, I will go over all the different oral health education, different products, techniques, what specifically do you need to get you back into your oral health based on what I, what I see in your mouth? So not only will you walk away with clean teeth, on the, and, but I will put you on a path um, to recovery from your gum disease or your periodontal disease or whatever you have going on. Or if you're in fairly good health, I will give you uh, education and techniques to maintain that also. You can understand you want to have a class maybe later on. We can do it right here at the VTRC on oral health. So when you're ready to do that, let us know and then we'll announce it on the air. Absolutely. I will uh, love to come down and provide a class. Okay. And once again, to get a hold of Kimberly, it's 702-518-2380. Yes. And you can get set up for a free screening. And that's it's not just for veterans. It's for anybody it's in the for, community. It's for absolutely anybody, yes. But my... The big point is veterans because yes. you get out and that's one thing we, we don't think of. We worry about getting our exit physical out of the military, but that does not include dental and it does not include vision. 
It's just your physical health. So those are two very important things that you get out, you don't have anything. So if you're about to get out of the military, hey, this is a good chance to see what you need to do to have a healthy mouth. Absolutely, yes. Excellent. Yep. Good health starts with your mouth. Otherwise, we're stuck to what? Mashed potatoes and... Uh, yeah. Baby <laughs> food. food. Baby yeah. food. <laughs> and it, it, and it's sad. Like I said, the uh, habits that we've done in our children by giving them snacks as rewards, there ought to be healthier snacks like you know raw vegetables or something else besides something that's sweet because we've got our kids as we probably are also addicted to sweet and that's just that's that's a downfall for us you go to a lot of these third world countries and they don't have sweets so guess what they people usually have pretty healthy teeth for a third world country because they're eating the right kind of things and they don't have sugar in there destroying it. They don't have pre-processed food or fast food places. They cook everything from scratch because that's what they do. I notice a lot of the guys are becoming uh, afflicted with TMJ. Is the dentistry profession using anything like CBD oils to get rid of any of that or are they still kind of back offish on that? or? Uh- TMJ, I, I can uh, identify and see it when when I'm doing my oral health screening for the patients, but okay. it takes the dentist to actually uh, provide uh, care for that and, and options. And so I can't really speak to TMA, that. What is TMJ or TMJ? TMJ. TMJ for temporal mandibular joint, and so what that does is you could have a popping in your jaw, or okay. um, or your jaw can be stuck open. Uh, it, it reduces painful. your it's it's painful and reduces your ability to chew food or okay. uh, sometimes talk swallow it it affects it's it affects your overall health okay very good i just didn't know what it meant okay. and the people that say gnash their teeth at night they have Ooh. special things you can put in your mouth but yes. how much Bars. wear and tear does that put on your teeth if you're one of those people i'm one of those people and i can tell you it puts immense wear and tear on your teeth so you're chewing your enamel, you're grinding your enamel you're, you're grinding, off your teeth? Right. And your jaw is the, the strongest bone that you have in your body. Um, so when you're clenching or grinding, um, and, and enamel is the, the, is the the strongest material in your body, you can crack it and break it. I recently um, cracked a tooth, had to have a root canal just from clenching and grinding at night when I slept. Mm-hmm. So uh, the dentist made me, it's kind of like a, a mouth guard. Yes, yeah, stick it in your mouth and you go to bed at night. Yes. And... Um, you can get them over the counter, but the best kind is the, the kind the dentist actually form fits to your to your teeth and to your mouth. And I wear that every night now, and I grind against that. Instead of two, two enamel contacting each other, and it just... And Let's you, put you... it this way. I've, I've ground through two guards in the last 20 years. So, But that's better than your teeth. Yes, Okay, and it's well, caused from stress, right? It, yes. It could be. Okay. Mine was caused from stress. My husband was on a 365 in Afghanistan, so I couldn't watch the news or know what was going on, and I became a clencher and a grinder. I want to thank Kimberly for taking your Saturday out to come and see us. Uh, we will be back next week for Veterans Talk, The Forgotten Promise. We are out of time, so we'll see you next week. Have a safe week and brush and floss. Yes, thank you. Yes, thanks, Kimberly. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.